want to start by welcoming you in tonight. If this is your first time joining me, my name is Bina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess. I'm an intuitive. I'm also a channeler of the divine. That's what Vina means. That is my spiritual name. And I host these moon circles every full moon and new moon just to let you know what's going on with the energy. So I talk a little bit about what a full moon is or a new moon or what it means to be in an eclipse, which we're in a total lunar eclipse with this moon tonight. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the zodiac sign influencing this moon. Tonight it is Scorpio and I also touch base on Vedic astrology. I am no expert in Vedic astrology but when I traveled to India about four and a half years ago I became very interested in it because it aligns so much with western astrology something that I've been studying for a long time. So I like to include them both just to give you uh, more insight on what's going on with this lunar portal and yeah just make yourself cozy i mentioned before that you might want to have something to write with to take some notes with um, or you can just kind of chill out and take in this transmission and whatever it has to offer you Namaste, and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine, and I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call on our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. Okay, we are ready to get started. So I always like to start our transmissions together with some deep breathing, just making it very easy to settle in, take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth, and just like a sigh, kind of shake it out, ground in, get a little heavier in your body. We're going to do that again. Deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, maybe with some sound, just letting go of those vibrations, letting go of stuck energy. Maybe this time you bring arms overhead, inhale. Exhale, hands come back down through the heart. 
settling into our virtual full moon circle. I just want to start by welcoming you in tonight. If this is your first time joining me, my name is Bina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess. I'm an intuitive. I'm also a channeler of the divine. That's what Vina means. That is my spiritual name. And I host these moon circles every full moon and new moon just to let you know what's going on with the energy. So I talk a little bit about what a full moon is or a new moon or what it means to be in an eclipse, which we're in a total lunar eclipse with this moon tonight. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the zodiac sign influencing this moon. Tonight it is Scorpio. And I also touch base on Vedic astrology. I am no expert in Vedic astrology, but when I traveled to India about four and a half years ago, I became very interested in it because it aligns so much with Western astrology, something that I've been studying for a long time. So I like to include them both just to give you uh, more insight on what's going on with this lunar portal. And yeah, just make yourself cozy. I mentioned before that you might want to have something to write with, to take some notes with, um, or you can just kind of chill out and take in this transmission and whatever it has to offer you. So let's start our moon circle by first just talking a little bit about the moon, talking about the full moon. You know, full moons tend to be something that people are really familiar with, especially if you work with children or you work in the medical field. In fact, there are more babies born on full moons and there are more emergency visits, emergency room visits to um, during a full moon because there's a lot of accidents and injuries that happen as well. It's just kind of a crazy time. Like we know maybe just from like Halloween time that the full moons are related with like the werewolves howling or the vampires coming out. It's kind of a spooky time. Um, but you know, it happens every month. It <laughs> It's the midpoint of the lunar cycle. So our moon um, travels through a cycle about every 29 and a half-ish days. And about halfway through that cycle, we hit the full moon. So if you were looking at everything from an astronomical perspective, not not astrology, but astronomy, and um, if you were looking out in space, you would have me, I'm Earth, right? Like I'm Earth, my earthly human self. I've got the sun over here on one side, and during the full moon, I have the moon on the opposite side of the sun. So that means that the sun's rays and the sun's light are shining onto the moon. That's reflecting back onto our planet Earth, and that's why we can see the moon outside during a full moon. It's also why it's easier to see at night time during a full moon because we have that extra solar energy lighting everything up. Amy says the children were screaming around me at Black Hawk Elementary on Friday the 13th a bit early. Yeah, so we've had some crazy energy, right? Like we had Friday the 13th and that night the moon actually did move into Scorpio, which is one of the most mysterious, spookiest, magical signs of the zodiac. We also have Mercury retrograde. That happened back on the 10th. And then Pluto went retrograde shortly before that as well. So the energy's been a little crazy right now, but you know, we're here on that journey to experience it, and I'm here to tell you how to deal with it all. <laughs> 
So now you know a little bit more about why we see the moon, right? We've got the earth, we've got the sun on one side, the moon on the other side. We're seeing that light. And that also heightens our energy. You know, we work with nature's cycles and especially our circadian rhythm works with the cycles of sunlight and moonlight. So we know that naturally our body is programmed to wake up with the sun and go to sleep with the moon. Well, when you have or go to sleep in the darkness when the sun is gone. Now, when you have full moon energy and we've got that extra light in the nighttime, it's going to mess with our sleep cycles a little bit because we're going to feel like it's daytime. By the way, my, my kiddo is is just getting home. <laughs> He's been gone for like two days to grandma's. The door is locked here to my office. Um, it's a full moon. <laughs> no, no promises on what's going to happen. Hopefully he will, um, not come up here and bang on the door. <laughs> okay. Okay. Back to what I was saying. So we have this influence right now of, um, water energy. Scorpio is a water sign. I know I was talking about something else. I'll get back to it. Feel free to put a, put a note in the chat. <laughs> I heard him walking in and I was like, oh, ADD, like I hear my child. Um, okay, we talked about the moon. We talked about the full moon. We have this energy. Oh, we were talking about being up at night. So that's going to mess with your cycles, right? So we have these um, certain natural cycles that we follow with sleep that can get disrupted during a full moon especially when you have an eclipsed moon. So we'll talk about eclipses in a second. Let's stick with the full moon in case this is your first time learning about the moon or you're a newbie to learning about full moons. Full moons are a time when prana is heightened. More energy is in the moon and we are gravitationally pulled up to that lunar energy and that heightens our prana. Prana is the energy at the top of our breath. So if you inhale a lot, Eventually, you get a little dizzy or you feel like you're going to pass out, right? So this is that heightened prana energy. And we experience that during the full moon. What does this mean? Well, it means, for one, that you're more pulled up in your head. So you're not thinking as much or maybe you're overthinking or you're over-emotional or you're over-analyzing or you just can't focus and things aren't processing correctly or you just can't like organize your thought boxes kind of like I've been doing to try to get my thoughts just a minute ago. You know, all of that is an energy that can happen when we have heightened prana because there's so much of that life force energy. You know, this is the energy of vitality and it's, it's enhanced right now. So we're feeling it and we're a little distracted because of that. And this is why there's more injuries and accidents during a full moon time because people are not paying attention to the earth grounding in, paying attention to their human earthly body and the human earthly experience, or being more mindful about action-oriented things instead of thought-oriented, mind-oriented things. And then we tend to hurt ourselves because we're not paying attention. We might also be over-emotional right now, and that prevents us from being able to be rational or logical. And again, injuries or mistakes can happen. So it doesn't always have to be like a physical injury, you can just make a mistake right now or, you know, have a verbal accident <laughs> with somebody or yourself or, you know, there's a lot that can happen during a full moon because that energy is heightened. Now, the other thing that happens when we have an eclipsed full moon, especially a total lunar eclipse, is we're going to really feel this 
like kind of a, it's like a um, tug of war with our energy, okay? So we're feeling this need to rest because of the moon and the full moon. It's a time to turn within. But then we're feeling this pull to like do stuff and take action and be social and be out there because the sun is playing into all of this, right? So what happens with a lunar eclipse? Well, the earth is going to be perfectly aligned so that it actually passes right in front of that sun-moon alignment, blocking the sun for just a moment. So it has to be just right for that to happen, right? Otherwise, you know, in typical full moons, we still have the energy reflecting, but the moon um, isn't blocked by the earth completely. There's kind of an angle there. So that's why it's a little bit different when we have an eclipse. So for a moment, we're going to have that solar energy disappear and then reappear. And that's going to make us feel a little like, whoa, what just happened, right? You might have a wake up call. They're talking back into our circadian rhythms and talking about, you know, waking with the sun or sleeping when the sun sets. Well, what happens when in the middle of the night, the lunar energy kind of like stops and the solar energy ignites all of a sudden? It's going to make you feel an awakening, right? And this can mean spiritually, it can mean metaphysically, it can mean energetically, it can mean emotionally, but you are likely to not feel the same in the next couple of days on the other side of this lunar eclipse um, as you did before. You're probably not going to feel the same. There's probably some changes and shifts that are going to be made as well. In fact, I know that Amy's on the transmission tonight and then a good friend of mine, Heather, a good sound healing friend of mine, she's also a Scorpio. You ladies uh, both have said that you're really feeling stuff with this moon, right? So if you're a Scorpio, because this moon is in Scorpio, you're really going to feel that need to like shift and make change. But all of us are going to feel that energy right now because it's a total lunar eclipse and it's impacting our need to make room for a new version of ourselves. It's making room for us to spiritually and evolutionarily grow. I think I got all that out. <laughs> okay. So Scorpio, I've been talking about Scorpio, Scorpio, Scorpio. Well, how do we know that the moon is in Scorpio? Well, first off, we know that the moon is exact opposite of the sun right now. And we're in the solar season of Taurus, the bull, the cosmic bull. And if you want to know more about that energy, you can actually go back to my previous moon circle for the new moon. That was back on the 30th of April. And that talked all about the new moon in Taurus and Taurus energy, Taurus season. We're still in that until the 20th. Then we'll shift over to Gemini season. But for now, we're in that sun season of the cosmic bull. Now, anytime the moon is opposite the sun, well, then we're going to have the zodiac sign that's opposite of the wheel there. So opposite on the zodiac wheel from Taurus is Scorpio. And that's how we know it's a Scorpio moon. By the way, the moon changes signs about every two and a half-ish days. So, you know, it always lines up in the full um, right on, but then after that, it can always be a little bit off from there. Um, it doesn't always line up exactly opposite the zodiac wheel as it travels around. I hope that makes sense. Usually it does though. So that's how we're in Scorpio energy. And anytime we have a full moon, we're going to feel the energy of the full moon in general, but then we're also going to have this extra influence of whatever zodiac sign is coming into play. So shout out to all my Scorpios on the transmission tonight. Shout out, put it in the comments if you're a Scorpio sun, moon, or rising because you are going to be most heavily impacted with this moon. Also, water signs will be heavily impacted with this moon because Scorpio is a 
water sign. Scorpio is actually the most sensitive of the water signs internally. So externally, Pisces is the most sensitive, like externally emotional sign, but Scorpio is the most internally emotional sign. They really feel on the inside. And because they don't because they feel stronger than most people in the world, or at least others that don't have that kind of empathy, they protect themselves in a hard shell. They don't let themselves show it a lot of times, or they emotionally express it in alternative ways, not through like physical touch or words, you know, the typical ways that humans display those emotions or those feelings. So you might find a lot of Scorpios in the artistic realms. They might be singer-songwriters. They might be artists. Um, They might just be a little off, a little bit different from the crowd, and that's because they feel and kind of perceive the world in a different way than others. Scorpios are also very related to death, usually because Scorpio season itself falls in that realm of the time of Halloween, right? And Halloween is a time when we honor death. But Scorpio itself is a sign of transformation. Typically, signs are only represented by one archetype. Scorpio has three. So this is the life, death, rebirth cycle, but there's also the archetypes of the scorpion, the eagle, and the phoenix. And so anytime that you're in Scorpio energy, you're going to relate to one of those energies depending on how you're feeling and what's going on in your life. So scorpion, right? Low-lying scorpion, close to the ground, very hard-shelled, very protective, easily triggered, quick to react, keep your distance. Maybe that's the energy you're in right now. Maybe you've moved on to the eagle energy, still a loner, very independent, very protective, but maybe up more on a higher pedestal now with your life, more stable, flying high, and also kind of seeing a higher and larger and broader perspective, maybe feeling more prepared for what's ahead after the experiences you've gone through in the past. Maybe you're in the Phoenix energy. Maybe you've really transformed. Maybe you're nowhere like where you were before or who you were before. Maybe you've really had to rise up from the ashes, from some sort of trauma, from some sort of like hard transition to become who you are now. And you're really owning that and you're feeling really good about that. And now you're just finding that next evolution for yourself for you to continue to rise. That could be the energy you're in as well. Amy says, who me? Different and off. No way. Every day representing. (laughs) Yeah. Scorpio energy. (laughs) So that's the energy influencing this moon. Before I go any further, I want to bring in a little bit of ritual. And I do this with every moon circle. usually do it in the beginning. But I wanted to wait until we talked a little bit about Scorpio first. Because Scorpio being this sign of transformation is very related to magic. To magic. So even if you're not into the magic, the mysterious, the mystical, well, you better get ready because it's blown wide open right now with this full blood super moon in 
Scorpio. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about all of that. What does it mean that it's a blood moon? What does it mean that it's a a super moon? What does it mean, um, you know, that we've got this Scorpio energy playing into like mystery? Well, we'll talk about it after we bring in the five elements. So I always say that these are the elements I'm bringing into the circle and it's okay if you do not have these elements at home for your own rituals or ceremonies. You can simply receive the energy of these through the ether, through this transmission that we're tuning into together now. And also if you have these things, great. You could also bring in any other elements that you're feeling called to do in your own space. You know, your circle and your ceremony is your time. These are simply tools that I'm suggesting. The first tool that I'm going to introduce into our circle is the tool of using crystals and gemstones. And I actually have a couple of options tonight. The first one I have is this rainbow moonstone egg. See how it's reflecting already? It's got like those little rainbowy sheens. I know a little bit of it's the light of the phone, but you can see the the rainbowiness to it. It's really cool. I've had this rainbow moonstone egg for some time. I love egg-shaped crystals because they represent new beginnings. And anytime we're moving through an eclipse portal, we have the opportunity to reset and begin again. So if you are needing a reset in your life, you might wanna work with egg-shaped crystals right now. And then if you're looking to tap into this eclipsed moon energy, maybe using the rainbow moonstone because it shows both the shadow and the light, black and white in the stone. I'm also bringing in the power of black moonstone. So we have rainbow moonstone, now we have black moonstone, and I'll bring that up to you. And I really like black moonstone, especially spheres of it, because it really represents lunar energy. Now typically I would suggest working with black moonstone in a new moon, but remember that this full moon is going to eclipse. It's going to go dark in a way with its energy and it's connecting to that more black moonstone energy. Black moonstones are also great to use for scrying. So looking in and seeing what you see, kind of looking into a crystal ball, you can do that with any sort of black stone, but especially black moonstone. So if you're trying to receive a sign right now, receive a message, if you're trying to figure out the next step or where you see yourself or you know, looking for how you need to change, you might want to grab a black moonstone and do a little scrying. Now the spheres represent that shape of the moon and they also represent cyclical things. So karma, karmic cycles, again, life, death, rebirth, what goes around comes around, what goes up must come down, what goes down must come up. You get it, right? As above, so below. The sphere represents the unity of it all, the experience of the opposites together as one. Now, I also suggest working with selenite tonight, and I do have this nice selenite wand or moonstone wand. Can you see the theme here? Selenite is great for charging us, and it's a master crystal, so you don't have to charge it for it to work. You don't have to cleanse it. You can pretty much just use it as is anytime. So we could use this to charge ourselves. I could send this to you, charge you up a little bit. I could also use this to charge my crystal. 
crystals tonight because we don't want to put our crystals out underneath the full moon. We we could, it's, again, it's your free will, but typically when we put things out under an eclipsed moon, the memory of that thing will be wiped and reset. So if you have crystals that you've been working with, for example, I mentioned I've been working with the rainbow moonstone egg here for many years now. I'd say I've had this for probably five or six years now. I, I don't want to set that under the eclipsed moon because I don't want it to take away any of that energy. But if you have something that you do need to reset, if you have a crystal you need to erase or anything that you need to erase, if you need to reset yourself, get out under the moon or put it out under the eclipsed moon. Totally up to you. But if you're looking to charge yourself or charge your crystals without the lunar energy tonight, you'll want to have some selenite on hand. And I want to bring in an extra special selenite crystal of mine for our transmission tonight just because we are in a cycle of ultimate new beginnings right now. This eclipse portal is super strong for us to change. And everything that we do from here on is going to hatch out like this egg, a brand new life for you to explore and uncover and discover and learn new lessons from if you want to go there. And that is the key. So the egg doesn't always hatch, right? Sometimes the egg just stays the egg the way it is. And there is nothing wrong with that if that is the journey you want to go on right now. So if you find yourself at this full moon feeling like, you need to learn the same lesson again. You might just stay where you are or keep allowing the same experiences and the same people and the same questions and the same whatever to come back around. But if you're looking for a new beginning, if you're looking to hatch, if you're looking to explore a new life, that's also in front of you right now. And all you have to simply do is say, yes, universe, I am ready for this new level. <laughs> I think that I, I you know, I, I, we're in a total simulation. You can think what you want, but I, I think we're in a simulation. I think this is earth school for our souls. And I think we go into the concept because I grew up in the video game world. I grew up in the eighties and nineties. So I'm a video game kid and you know, or, or, you know, not now, but I was, but I think about leveling up, right? You always had to go up to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. And sometimes remember in Mario, when you could like jump into um, the tube and you could warp and you could like skip levels and you could go to like level eight from level two or three. That's what we can do right now with this eclipse. Eclipses are like a fast forward warp hole for us to jump through and say, you know what? I'm done with this old stuff. I'm done learning these same lessons over and over. I'm done with that energy. I'm ready for something new and exciting and adventurous. Let me be open to that. And the universe is going to give it to you. Okay. But be prepared because every level of life we go to, there's a challenge, right? Even in those video games we played as kiddos, if you played them, right? Like at every end of each level, level one, two, three, four, even if you jump to level eight, there's still a big boss at the end that you got to take care of or some sort of challenge, right? That you have to complete. And that's what this life is all about. It's about meeting these new levels, these new challenges. They're a little bit harder. They're a little bit more trialing on us. But how awesome and powerful do we feel when we've accomplished those challenges? And again, we're saying to the universe, I'm ready to level up again. 
I'm good on that one too. And you just keep going and you just keep going. So that's what we're going through right now. And I wanted to bring in all of the moonstone, especially this big old leg to remind you that you've got a lot of potential ahead and you've just got to allow yourself to be open to it if you are ready. Okay, let's move on to another earth element that is smudging sticks and all kinds of smudge are great. I'm using Palo Santo tonight. I'm going to bring in the element of fire combining with that earth element of Palo Santo. And eventually we're going to see the element of wind or smoke. So it's going to take just a minute here. But I want to talk about Palo Santo because it's a great one to use with Scorpio energy because it really represents death. There's the smoke. I'm going to take it to you first. Cleanse the tech we're using to communicate. All behind. Myself as well. So I ethically source my Palo Santo, by the way. I just want to put that out there. I think that's important to say. Palo Santo comes from trees that have been dead for about seven plus years. This death causes a transformation. It creates a magical resin that when you combine it with fire, it burns off a cleansing and purifying smoke for ultimate resets to help you really let go, to let things die, and trust that the energy will be recycled into something better. Always something better. And you guys are needing a lot of that smoke tonight. Do you see that going up in front of you? So just receive it. Take it in through the ether. And I'm also just kind of cleansing the space here that we're connecting to as well. So yeah, always making sure that you harvest your Palo Santo, or don't harvest, but you source your Palo Santo from a sustainable and ethical source because there's a lot of um, use of this. It's, you know, smudging is very pop culture now. And uh, unfortunately, trees are getting harvested much earlier than they need to, even when they're alive. Uh, so you want to make sure that you're getting your Palo Santo from a good source if you are choosing to use it at all. But you don't have to use things like sage or Palo Santo. You can also um, burn cinnamon sticks or dried lavender, peppermint, rose, you know, whatever you feel like burning. A little bit of cedar wood is nice. Copal, resins, you know, lots of options. But we want that purifying smoke just to cleanse our space, to cleanse our energy, to help this be a pure space for us to share. I'm going to let that continue to burn. It's going to burn just a little bit longer, I think. All right, let's talk about the water element. I always have water to drink in my circle, but I also use water through essential oils, through aromatherapy, because oils are steam distilled. At least doTERRA oils are, which is what I usually use. So we are using several oils tonight in suggestion. The first one I want to suggest is jasmine. and Jasmine smells divine. I don't I don't even really like, I don't have to take the lid off, but you could anoint yourself with this one. So if you were going to anoint yourself with any of your oils, I like to do it on my third eye for what I know, for my wrists, the love that I give and the service that I give, the offerings that I do in the world, and then also on my feet or my ankles. 
for where I'm going, blessing my steps. So you can do the same there. And Jasmine, I'm choosing that one to anoint myself with because it's a royal oil. It's the oil of the princess. And it helps us to feel sovereign and in control of our lives. It also brings you into your higher self. And if you're looking to level up your life right now, you want to be in a higher consciousness. I would also suggest using bergamot if you're looking to empower yourself. Bergamot is the oil of empowerment. It gives you strength. It gives you courage. It smells citrusy and divine. (laughs) I'm going to smell it here. I could rub this right on my solar plexus if I really wanted to work with it, um, or I could just breathe it in or diffuse it. But bergamot is going to give you a lot of empowerment to make change. This also works with your solar plexus to help you shift your energy and develop new habits, new rituals, new ceremonies, and new routines, all things that you can do right now with this eclipsed moon. I would also suggest working with grapefruit oil if you need to detox in any way. Now, this eclipse is being, you know, affected by K2, the cosmic tail of the stake. And K2 has something to do with addictions a lot of times. So if you're looking to shift out of an addiction or an unhealthy attachment, you might want to utilize grapefruit in your life. You could put a couple of drops of grapefruit in your water and drink it, or maybe you're just diffusing it, or you're putting a diluted amount of it kind of on your feet to pull anything out into the earth. I also love grapefruit for helping to Ignite your senses and kind of heighten your awareness. I mentioned that eclipses are a time of awakening. So if you need to be paying attention right now, then you might want to utilize grapefruit in your life. Finally, if you're feeling a little stuck in your emotions, if you need to express, if you're feeling a little protective, you might want to utilize peppermint oil. Peppermint is the oil of buoyancy. It's going to bring things up that are stuck. And remember, we're trying to make space for the new. So we need to get rid of the old that doesn't serve. That means feelings, frequencies, and emotions that are attached to things that don't need to be attached in that way. You have the power to emotionally alchemize how you feel about something. So let these things rise up if they're stuck right now. Give them a little bit of love and trust that you're moving it out, space for something better. So peppermint's a really strong oil. If you're using it topically, you might want to rub it on your heart or your belly. If you've got some of those like stressful emotional knots in your belly, always diluted. You could also place a couple of drops of this in your water. It's best to drink it with hot water as a tea because the hot um, water will help to make the oil steam and diffuse out a little bit and it'll break up um, into smaller molecules. Same with the grapefruit. You might want to try that as like a hot beverage, uh, although it probably tastes better cold. So that one's up to you. Okay, and then also the fifth element I already mentioned, it's the ether. It's this place that we are transmitting through the internet. It's where we're connecting, whether you're catching me live, catching the replay somewhere, or listening to the audio. This is the element that we are working with. And I love working in the ether, and this is the reason that I don't do these moon circles live in person. I'm sure if I did at my studio, people would come and it would be great. But I love working in the ether because it withstands space and time. I can reach so many more people through the ether compared to my physical studio space. 
I absolutely love that version of what I do too. But this gives me the opportunity to connect to so much more. And we all feel this. If you're live, you're feeling the energy of everybody on this transmission. And if you're not live and you're catching the replay, you're going to feel everybody that tuned into this transmission before you. And everybody that tunes in ahead is just waiting out there, sitting in collective energy right now as well. So it's a really potent, powerful space. And it helps you to receive that energy of all of these other elements that I've offered up in our circle tonight. So with that, I'm going to take this selenite wand. Now I'm going to bring it up and around in a clockwise direction, inviting in more energy into our circle. And I'm going to say a quick little invitation to bring in the guides and guardians of the five directions. First, I'd like to call in the guides and guardians of the east with their element of air bringing in fresh breaths and heightened prana that gets us excited for all of the new opportunities ahead. The East is a time of dawn and the sun rising again and awakening. And we invite you into our circle tonight to guide us on our own awakening now. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the South with the element of fire, burning strong now with this eclipsed blood moon as the sun's energy will just temporarily be blocked and then spark again and burst forth these flames of transformation and change. We're so excited right now. We feel our heart's burning desire to shift and we allow the guides and guardians of the South to lead the way now. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, this watery, emotional Scorpio moon influencing our feelings and also influencing our creativity, fluid flow of self-expression. We also thank the guides and guardians of the West their element of water and the concept of time, almost feeling like time stands still now as we honor this eclipsed moon. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the north with the element of earth. All of these earthly elements that we've brought into our transmission tonight, the crystals, the Palo Santo, the fire we create here with just the perfect chemistry of our atmosphere the water and the oils from the plants. We thank you for all of it that you give us, all of the magic that resides here on this planet. We also invite in our ancestors, especially those that are seven generations behind us and the spirits and souls of those that are seven energy generations ahead of us. We trust in the wisdom you have to offer us now to keep us sustainably here. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether, the spirit realm, the Akash, all that there ever was, all that there will ever be. We invite in your wisdom now. We invite in the protection of archangels and angels and deities and their guidance. Cosmic races, entities that we haven't met or don't understand now, source conscious energy, we invited all into our circle tonight. 
offering us whatever we need to receive. So let's talk a little bit more about the eclipse. It's going to be a blood moon tonight, which means what? It means it's going to be red. <laughs> it means the moon's turning red. And that's because the moon is so close to the earth that it's still receiving some of that solar energy kind of peeking through. So we're in a super moon. And that means that the, the moon is as close to the earth as it can pretty much possibly get which means that we're more impacted by it, right? Because it's a full moon. So anytime we're in a full blood supermoon, that means that we're in an, a full moon that's the closest it can be to the earth and it's going through a lunar eclipse. This is also the flower moon. You may have heard it called that. Each of the moons has a um, name, an indigenous name related to nature. And so this one is the flower moon because a lot of the flowers are blooming right now, right? It's that full out springtime. Everything's kind of abundant and creative and artistic. And so that's why it's called the flower moon. So Scorpio energy asks us to transform. Even if we're kind of comfortable with the archetype or the energy that we're holding right now, even if we're not a Scorpio, we're kind of feeling one of those three archetypes I discussed and it's asking us to be open to growing out of that shell and moving on to the next step. So we have to let ourselves be open to what's ahead. But that also means that we have to deeply, deeply detach and let go and be comfortable with that. And maybe even let go to the point that we're creating space, as I mentioned before. You know, this is a time for us to really look at how we're feeling with our power. Pluto just recently went retrograde. And Pluto is ruled by Scorpio. And when Pluto goes retrograde during a Scorpio moon, we might be questioning a little bit of that power. Or we might be in a power struggle right now. And again, maybe this is with another person or maybe this is with yourself. Maybe you're dealing with unhealthy attachments and addictions. There's no judgment in this circle. But know that these things are coming to light right now during this eclipse blood moon because it's time for you to truly shift away from that. Become somebody better. Become more of your higher self where you don't need those vices or that um, conflict anymore. So how do we get back our power when it's being taken away by somebody else? We set boundaries and we cut cords. We don't have to get into a war. We don't have to have a fight. We don't even have to verbally discuss it with that person. We can simply choose to peacefully retreat and decide that our energy isn't going to go there anymore. And more often than not, the relationship will just fizzle out on its own with no harm done because we've set that peaceful intention. So this is something I also encourage you to do right now because I want you to look at these archetypes of the, the Scorpio energy, right? You've got the scorpion that stings very easily when provoked, okay? Sometimes they just sting out of fear. They're quick to react. Then you have the eagle. Don't get near an eagle. <laughs> They'll mess you up. They got claws. They got talons. They got a beak. It's all very sharp. They will attack you. Do not get close to the eagle. The phoenix. Phoenix is mythological creature, but phoenixes are very particular about who they hang around. They're very um, finicky and, and very um, 
limiting with their trust a little bit. They can kind of see through people. And if you get too close to the phoenix, she'll burn away and transform to protect herself. And you might get burned by that fire. So notice that each one of these archetypes holds a little bit of pain, right? Because when we go through growth, it's painful. It's why we call it growing pains. It's why when the scorpion molts its exoskeleton or the snake sheds its skin, they go through a sickness. They go through challenges. They're moody. They're angry. They don't feel good. But then they feel so much better on the other side. So if you find yourself in that energy right now, I just mentioned it. I'm moody. I'm angry. (laughs) I got some stuff going on. I need to work on that. And I need to level up. And I need to go through the challenges and feel the emotions and go through the pain so that I can become a better person on the other side. Breathe through it. Breathe through it, moon sisters and moon brothers. It won't always be like this if this is what you're going through. So I want to shift energy. I want to talk a little bit about Vedic astrology. There is an Eastern astrological influence on this moon, an Eastern astrological perspective. And I always start by saying I'm not an expert, but it's something I just find a lot of interest in. A lot of excitement outside tonight. (laughs) Um, We are in, in Vedic astrology, we're in the lunar mansion of Vishaka Nakshatra. Vishaka Nakshatra is known as the star of one-pointed focus or the star of clarity. And it's ruled by both Indra, the lightning god or the storm god, and Agni, the fire god. So there's a lot of fire and a lot of water with this moon, just as there is with the Scorpio energy and the eclipse energy. Indra, the lightning god, tends to provide divine inspiration. Think about a tornado scooping you up and taking you somewhere else, whether you like it or not. That's kind of the energy that we're in right now with this moon, and that's what eclipses are all about. It's like you're going to go there whether you like it or not, one way or the other. You're either going to go on another karmic path that's it's similar to the one you're down on, or you're going to go down a different one, and you have to move forward because water moves us forward, right? And then you have Agni, Agni, the fire god, bringing in that fire of transformation, helping you to have so much heat that you don't want to be the person you were before, that you really want to burn away and make change. So both of these deities or their um, energy is influencing us with this moon right now. And then we're also being asked to get really clear and really focused on where we are headed. You know, what is our purpose? Why are we here? What are we doing? These are the questions that you probably want to ground and root into during this full moon. Now, I also want to mention that it's Lord Buddha's birthday. It's Buddha Purnima. And so this is a great time for meditation. Eclipses are a time to turn within. It is not auspicious to be outside. It is not good to be outside underneath an eclipsed moon unless you want that complete reset to get rid of all the work you've done, to go on a different journey, to just, or maybe the same journey, but have a reset, you know, to wipe the slate clean, 
then you get under the eclipse moon. But otherwise, you turn within, you stay inward, you meditate, you reflect, and you focus on where you need to redirect your path or redirect your energy. So in the eastern side of the world, we are honoring and celebrating Lord Buddha with lots and lots of deep breathing and meditation. Remember that prana is heightened right now. So the best way to balance out that heightened prana is with extra upon it energy, the energy at the bottom of the breath, the exhale, the relaxation, the resting, the root chakra grounding, the turning within. This is what we're being asked to do right now with this lunar energy. Now, Vishika Nakshatra is also represented by a lightning bolt in the sky. Vishika means branched. So think about all of a sudden a flash of lightning kind of branching out across the sky. This is a symbol of divine inspiration or divine intervention. So I already mentioned the intervention part, but this also is a time where you might get inspired to do something differently. You might be creatively inspired. You might want to actually craft or create or make something. You might want to start a new project. If you're an artist, you might just find yourself influenced right now to artistically express. But this is a great time to focus on anything calling you in that aspect or anything that's really kind of awakening to you to take focus on or uh, put your energy towards right now. I'm going to grab a drink of water. I'm trying to think if I'm missing out on anything else. I just realized that I had my eagle feather tonight and I didn't use it for the smudging. Darn it. <laughs> I brought in an eagle feather for the Scorpio energy. So we're also going to bring that in for our earth element tonight anyway. There it is. Um, yeah, I also have some tarot cards. So I do want to talk about that. I don't have any particular practice for you for this moon tonight. I've made some suggestions that you might just want to turn within and meditate. You might want to do a little scrying or like it's kind of meditation with your eyes open, just using your eyes to see. The universe has a lot of different ways of talking to us. And so sometimes if meditation isn't working, you can keep your eyes open and you can see things through the black stone or you could stare at your blacked out phone screen and do scrying there. You know, this is where we receive like most of our information these days, right? So why not use your phone to scry? Smudge it first and then try it, right? But this is a time for us to be utilizing these things to turn within and to really focus. And you've got a lot of different ways that you can do that. Maybe you, um, if you don't feel like pulling cards, maybe you take a random book and you ask the universe to tell you a message and you just open up a random page and you read that, that page. People do that all the time. That's a really fun way to get a message through. So lots of different ways for us to communicate. We just have to choose what works best for us. Now you mentioned earlier, that reminds me, I talked about like the magic and the mystery of Scorpio, right? It is a time when we tend to be more in the woo because of Scorpio season being during Halloween, witches and, and magic and, and that sort of stuff. But, you know, really connecting to magic and the metaphysical is whatever is a little bit mysterious to most, but kind of makes sense to you. That's how I explain it. I, you know, I, you know me, I'm full on in the woo these days. Um, crystals make sense to me. I have literal crystals. Like I said, I've worked for the, with this one for five years. Like there are crystals that 
like have feelings. Like I feel the energy of this crystal when I touch it um, or the energy whenever the selenite goes to my third eye. I feel that. Um, the tarot wasn't something I was always into, but I literally had this deck of cards fall into my lap one day. Um, I found it in a box of things. It was not my box of things, but it was a box of things given to me. Um, and there that deck was. So I got curious. I felt called to it. I dove deeper. And now I do professional tarot readings and they are spot on and I can't explain it, you know, but we have to go to this other side sometimes to help explain things. Because one of the main things I hear from people all the time is like, am I crazy? I think I'm crazy for this. And it's like, no, you're not crazy. You just need confirmation and you need a way to get that confirmation. And maybe you get that through tarot cards. Maybe you get that through going and seeing a psychic or a medium whatever it may be. But go where you feel called because Scorpio is a sign of the mystery. It's a sign of the depths of the underworld, the darkness, going into the unknown. And this eclipse season is the perfect time to really like do that, go into the unknown. So dive into whatever form of magic is calling you right now. I promise it's going to give you some messages, some new messages, new awakenings, new insight that you need to pay attention to. So feel free to put in the chat any questions. If you have any questions about this moon, anything going on right now so far, anything that I talked about, I'm pretty sure I covered most everything. We're coming up on the hour here. I'm doing really good on time tonight. I'm going to do our tarot reading otherwise. I'm going to grab another drink of water here. All right. So every moon I pull cards and I usually pull a past, present, and future card. That's what I did for this one. And I just want to share what I pulled because they always give us extra messages. The first card I pulled, our past card. You know what? I need to invoke in a little prayer. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Mercury is in retrograde, by the way. Hey, let's just take a pause and talk about that. <laughs> So Mercury is in retrograde. It has been since the 10th of May. It will go direct on June 3rd. Mercury is retrograde in Gemini right now, which means that the planet of communication and expression is spinning backwards in the sign of communication, digital technology, relationship, being social. So that's why I'm all over the place right now in our, in our transmission. I just know it is. But anytime we're in a Mercury retrograde, that means that communication is going to be a little weird. It means that things are going to feel a little backwards or all over the place. Conversations are going to be confusing. Messages are not going to be received properly. Literally, I'm like shaking my head right now because not even before this circle, I was trying to have a conversation with my husband. We ended up getting into like more of a fight or an argument or disagreement. And literally, like I preach to everybody to like not have important conversations <laughs> during Mercury retrograde. But it's a full moon and I'm irrational because prana is heightened. <laughs> Personal experiences and testimonials here. But yes, you want to be careful of communication, tough conversations, things that are really important to talk about. You might want to wait until after June 3rd to do that. Might want to lay low until then if you can. If it's with your partner like me, may the force be with you. Best of luck. I don't know. I'm figuring it out too. I'm not a relationship coach. I'm an intuitive an astrologer and yoga teacher. I have no advice. <laughs> um, 
when Mercury is in retrograde, your tech might be a little off too. So I actually have had a little bit of issues with tech and internet, but you might have things go wonky with like your computers, your phones. Logistics are off with travel because the satellites are messed up a little bit. It's kind of like our planet's in a cosmic cloud of dust right now, thanks to Mercury moving by us at a faster rate. So satellites get affected. That means that you might have travel delays with your ships, with your planes, with your trains. Shipping things may be off. You might have shipping delays if you're getting anything shipped but lord knows we're all having shipping delays if you're trying to get things because there's supply issues everywhere and it's just going to be worse right now during mercury so be prepared mercury's drinking that gatorade things are going to be weird until june 3rd i digress i'm going to slow down take a deep breath i'm going to call in the energy of the cards then we're going to do our tarot reading it's taking a moment to honor the cards the messages they have to offer us. We trust in what they say, how they show themselves. We trust in what they're passing on to us to know during this time. Can you hear the birds chirping, by the way? I don't know if you can hear it or not, but this is one thing with eclipses. Energy gets a little weird in nature because think about it like in primitive times, think about it. You like these are rare, right? They don't happen all the time. So think about if all of a sudden you were living your life and like the sun disappeared or the moon turned red. Would be a little weird, be a little freaky, right? And because nature operates by the sun, I think that there's some impact there as well, right? So you'll have. Um, like during solar eclipses, you know, like night creatures will react, right? Like you'll have crickets tripping in the middle of the day during a solar eclipse. When you're in a lunar eclipse, it's the opposite. Like the birds are chirping right now at 8.30 at night when they should be chirping at 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have some weird activity outside tonight with nature. And again, that's why you probably want to stay inside and just like don't deal with any of that okay so for our card reading tonight for our past card i pulled the chariot literally shadow and light two paths a crossroads choosing one path or the other this is eclipse energy now, it's also interesting because we've got cancer being represented here, and this eclipse is really asking us to take care of ourselves, to kind of mother ourselves, nurture ourselves, like cancer energy, you know, making sure that we are tending to things. Maybe maybe like parenting ourselves a little bit if we've got addictions that we need to take care of, limiting ourselves, maybe parenting ourselves, having a little bit of an out, like outer perspective or... Um, you know, outside of the box perspective on our relationships with people um, or our job or, you know, whatever it may be. But this is the time to slow down and reflect and decide, do you want to keep going down the same path or do you want to go down a different one? And the, the whole theme of this card is that it's going to happen no matter what, right? Like even though you have free will, if you don't take the reins of the horse, the universe is going to step in and divinely intervene and choose the path for you, whatever it thinks is best. Do you want to be in charge of your life or do you want the universe to be in charge? We're co-creating this experience. We're co-creating this reality. We all have that choice. So you can decide 
even if you want to make the choice at all. Pluto is in retrograde, the planet of power and control. You can take the reins or you can let the horses run wild and take you there regardless. For the present card, I pulled the Empress in reverse. So anytime we have the Empress, we're bringing in that energy of Venus. You can see Venus on the card here. And Venus right now is currently in Aries, and she's a little debilitated. Aries is ruled by Mars, quite the opposite of her, right? Exactly the opposite. It's as if things are turned upside down right now. So I mentioned earlier that you might feel um, be feeling a little blocked in your creative flow, or you might be feeling stuck in your emotional expression or able... Um, to like emote at all or process emotion you might feel like your power is being taken away you know this is the empress she sits on the throne she rules her life she's got her shield she protects herself she's good but when she's in reverse somebody is taking away her power and this is what this card is really pointing out right now so you need to pay attention and slow down right turn within pay attention to your relationships your attachments and ask yourself who is taking away your power? Where are you spinning out of control? Where do you not have the reins on your life, right? It's time to really make adjustments so that you can turn everything back around and right again. So anytime we have the empress in reverse, we want to really take note of who's taking our power, who's making us not feel worthy, who's making us... Um, lack pleasure or bliss or ecstasy in this life, who's limiting that, who's blocking that. We need to cut cords or set boundaries or make adjustments as needed. This is also the three, by the way, and we're in that Scorpio energy with the three archetypes. Finally, we have for the feature card, the star. And the star is all about Aquarius energy, and we are in the age of Aquarius, but we're, we're just on the dawn of it, right? Like just at the beginning of it, and we've got a ways to go. We shifted into that with the great Jupiter-Saturn conjunction of 2020 in the winter, winter solstice. But, but now we're in it. We're in it. We're here. Age of Aquarius. We're in it, guys. We're in the new earth. And the star is telling us to get creative, to co-create our reality. So she's pouring from the one cup into the river and one cup into the land. Water is always a symbol of our sacral chakra, our creative abilities. And she's saying, hey, anything that we desire in this pool of our dreams, we can pour and bring into our earthly reality. Also notice the star on the card. The star represents divine inspiration. Remember I mentioned this Vishika nakshatra influence, like the branch lightning flashing across the sky or this eclipse energy kind of awakening us. You're going to have things come up aha moments, times of just like understanding, like insight, um, hindsight. You're going to have a lot of things happen right now and in the next couple of weeks as we finish out this lunar cycle. So pay attention to what shines bright, what grabs your attention, and what um, makes itself aware to you. I also want to point out in the very back here, it's kind of hard to see, but there is a dove flying over this tree. 
And because this is the future card and, and I'm the optimist and Aquarius energy is the humanitarian, I do believe that this card is telling us that we have more peace on the way. Let's hope. And it might not be until Aquarius season or the next Aquarian moon. I'm not really sure, but I do feel like with this situation of war on our planet right now, I do believe that things are going to shift and we are going to see more peace probably sooner than later because that's just where our world is headed. That's where the collective is energetically headed with more peace and less war. So let's keep our fingers crossed for that. I know that the cards do not lie. They never do. So I'm trusting in that message from the future. So I hope this reading served you. I hope you got some messages. And I don't have much else to say tonight. We're coming right up on the hour. I did great with time. Normally we take a little bit longer, but I don't have anything else to really say except use this eclipse energy as you need. If you need to be out under it, if you need a reset, go for it. If you need to clear out some of your tools and your um, woo, go for it. But if you don't, stay inside. Close your curtains. Don't let the moonlight get into your home. Um... What else do I have to say? Give yourself the opportunity to be open to anything, anything, things that you wouldn't even expect. Um, crypto is very volatile right now. I'll just put that out there for an example, right? Like Mercury went retrograde and the next day crypto, a bunch of crypto tanked, like all of it has tanked really, really low. I had a dream about a year ago to. I was told in a dream to buy a certain crypto, not knowing anything about crypto or investing or anything, not knowing if it even was a crypto. Let it kind of hang around in my mind for a few months and then finally got curious, Googled it, looked it up, whatever, found out it was in fact a crypto um, that I could purchase. And then I just never did for whatever reason, right? And... (laughs) Um, I told myself when I got back from vacation, which I just did a few days ago, that um, before I got back to work on Monday, which is tomorrow, that I would get all my crypto set up and I would buy that crypto. Well, over the time of me having the dream, that crypto went up a lot, like a couple hundred dollars a share, right? Not, Not really my realm to buy a lot of it. During this retrograde, over the past couple of days, that crypto is now less than a penny. So I bought some, like $20 worth, because I was like, this is an opportunity that I cannot pass up. And if it if if I lose on that, it's $20 and whatever. But I can't not act on that when I had a dream about it. And then this thing divinely aligns during the eclipse season. By the way, this is Scorpio Taurus. Taurus is a sign of money, earthly luxury, like earthly material things. So investing in crypto during this time seems kind of like the right thing to do. So that's just an example, but let yourself be open to opportunity right now because a lot of really random, crazy things will will come up and, and will probably come your way as well. Feel free to send me a message and let me know if that happens to you as well. But yeah, just pay attention. Pay attention to what's coming up to you in dreams and meditations. Take time to slow down and breathe and meditate. Take time to journal, free write. You know, just let yourself be divinely inspired. 
And if you're local, by the way, tomorrow for this lunar energy, I am hosting a restorative rollout in Yoga Nidra at the studio from 6.30 to 8. There's no sign-up required. It's just $20 a person if you want to drop in. Otherwise, I'll see you again with the new moon in Gemini. So that's going to come up on the 30th of May. That's a Monday. That'll be our next new moon circle. We'll be talking all about Gemini energy and Gemini season and Mercury will be just getting ready to go direct a few days after that. So we'll probably talk about other cosmic alignments as well. But yes, until we see each other again, thank you for tuning in. Namaste, Amy. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks everyone else that tuned in. Thanks to everyone catching the replay. Sending you so many blessings with this full eclipsed super blood flowery moon tonight. Lots of energy. May you be blessed with the shift on the other side. And until we see each other again, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all know peace, feel safe, and feel loved. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Namaste. Do you have a desire to learn more about the moon? Do you want to know how the moon affects your energy? I have the perfect free event just for you. I made the Moon Magic Masterclass as a way to introduce the basic lunar phases of the moon, the new moon, the half moon, and the full moon to others that were just starting to dive into learning more about lunar energy. This is for somebody that might know nothing about the moon at all, or maybe you were like me and you just knew that the full moon made people crazy and you needed to learn more. This three-part masterclass will help you develop a foundational level of knowledge around the moon and give you the basics of what you need to know in case you want to dive in deeper and learn more. This three-part masterclass will cover the new moon, the half moon, and the full moon, and will help you to understand how the moon moves through a complete lunar cycle and how your energy fluxes and flows along the way. I hope you'll join me for this free masterclass and develop the same love of the moon that I have. You can find out more at venalinae.com slash free moon masterclass. That's venalinae.com slash free moon masterclass. Once you sign up, you'll be taken to some additional pages on my website and you'll receive an email with more information. You'll also receive part one of your three-part masterclass right away. I hope you enjoy learning more about the moon with me. Again, to sign up for this free class, it's venalinae.com slash free moon masterclass. I'll see you there. Does the full moon make you crazy and you want to understand more? Do you want to dive deeper into the lunar phases and how they affect your energy? Do you want to learn how to align with the moon and use it to reach your goals and manifest your dreams? If this is the case for you, I would highly suggest checking out my program, Moon Magic. This is an online program that takes you through a complete lunar cycle. So from new moon through the first quarter moon, 
through the full moon and the last quarter moon. And it's going to explain how each of these lunar phases affects your energy. When you understand how lunar energy affects you, you also learn how to better align to stick to your habits and reach your goals. This is something that I have been doing for nearly a decade now, and I can tell you that working with the moon has fast-tracked my ability to make my dreams come true. It also helped me to develop a deeper go-with-the-flow feeling when it came to handling the outer world. Once I started to understand how lunar energy affected the collective, I started to understand that not everything was my fault, and I also didn't take things so personally when people reacted or acted in a certain way. Basically, when I learned to align myself with the moon and understand the different phases of lunar energy, I started to understand myself and my life. I also found a path to navigate this modern day world with more understanding and peace. So if you've been curious about more than just the full moon and why it makes people crazy, this is where you start. You'll go on this whole lunar cycle with me. And once you come through on the other side with a new new moon, I'm hoping that you will have gained the knowledge and wisdom you need to navigate this modern day world a little bit more effectively. To find out more about this program, you can go to venalinae.com slash moon magic. That's venalinae.com slash moon M-A-G-I-C-K. That's magic with a K. And you can read more about the program there. You can read all about the program content as well as my own personal journey with the moon. For tuning into this episode today, I'm going to give you a discount on the program. Listeners can receive 13% off by entering the code PODCASTMOON at the checkout. That's 13% off for 13 moons in a moon calendar year. So if you want to save 13% on moon magic, go to venalinae.com slash M-O-O-N-M-A-G-I-C-K and enter the code PODCASTMOON at checkout. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one hour, one-on-one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media, so thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.